0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really pleased to have with me on the line, Chris Pistorius. Chris is the founder of Kickstart Dental Marketing and the author of The Ultimate Guide to Internet Marketing for Dentists. And... We will be talking with uh, with Chris about his experience with dental marketing, why he created a digital marketing agency specifically for dentists and orthodontists, and how he reliably writes content for his blog, for his uh, Facebook ads, and just all of the content that you know that needs to be produced in the course of running a digital marketing agency. He'll offer his top tips for uh, his top tips and his best practices for niche marketers everywhere, even if you're not a dentist. So this is going to be an amazing conversation. To- Today. Chris, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: So, I want to get an idea. So, you and I are fellow digital marketers. Uh, I would say that you niche down. Into a specific into a specific avatar, a specific group of people, in order to market to. Can you please give us a a breakdown and a little bit of a backstory about how you got to where you are today? You know, specifically for you know creating a digital marketing agency for dentists and orthodontists.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you know, I've had this agency now for a little over twelve years, and when I first started, and I think when a lot of agencies first start, that's kind of like the panic motive. All right, let's get anybody that's willing to pay us uh, to to be a client. And and I did that too, in the very beginning, our our legacy agency was Ifuse internet marketing. And uh, we took on anybody and we took on attorneys, you know, mechanics, um, doctors, dentists, you name it. And what we found pretty quickly was that every time we took on a new industry, we really needed to learn the industry um, to be effective for our clients. And what we found is that sometimes that took too long, right? So meaning by the time we figured it out, the clients were unhappy and we weren't getting the results that they wanted. And it was just kind of a messy situation. So we quickly decided to, you know, we need to focus on one industry and be experts in it and know it with the back of our hands and be able to go to our clients and really know what works, what doesn't. Um, What are effective strategies so that we can get the results that, you know, the people that hire us are expecting. And so that's when we created Kickstart Dental Marketing. How we got to dentistry was basically we looked at the clients we had at the time. We had like five or six dentists, I think, and we were doing great for them. They were pretty easy to work with. Um, They always paid their bills, which was great. Um, And, you know, we just kind of went with it and we rebranded everything, uh, became dental marketing experts. Um, We really... um, Embraced the industry. We got involved with industries. We went to uh, all kinds of events. And, you know, that was about 11 years ago. And, you know, we haven't really looked back.
0: You know, what's interesting about that is, uh, you know, you hear, you know, marketers everywhere always told, you know, niche down and then niche down again. And if you could do that three, four times, you know, niche down until it hurts. Yeah. And I really like what you talked about. Uh, it, it, about having to relearn an industry every single time you bring on a new customer. Right. And that's really that's really a pain. Right. Because you have to figure out what it is, you know, what it is that make them makes them tick. You have to do all this due diligence to figure out what their competition is doing. Right. And you have to be more effective than the competition in order to make that happen. Did you land though in in the dental and orthodontist uh, industry because it was easier or was it just easier for you at the time or was there something in particular about that that just made you know that lit you up better than say you know like locksmiths or you know or plumbers or
1: lawyers for that matter There's a couple of things there actually and and no not because it was easy because honestly dental is probably if you're starting an agency for instance dental is probably the most competitive to sell into um there are tons of companies and people out there that brand themselves as dental marketing experts. And so it's a very competitive landscape. And we knew that getting into it. So I think probably the passion behind it, if you will, is is more from a sense of a, a strategic business decision in that what we found are that dentists are really good at being dentists, right? They come out of school, you know, they're, they're technicians in their trade. Um, the problem is, and I think most dentists will admit this too, is that when they come out of dental school, for instance since the new dentist, um, very, very few times do they have actual business sense in terms of, you know, studying business in school. So they come out ready to be a dentist, but they don't have a whole lot of knowledge in how to run a business. And, you know, you've probably seen this before. That's actually one of the number one reasons, probably the number one reason why most small businesses fail is because people are technicians, they're good at what they do, but they don't know how to actually run a business. How do I run payroll? How do I market my company? Right. And if you don't know how to do those things, especially marketing, you're not going to be successful, right? It's not a, Hey, I'll build it and they will come even in dentistry, right? Dentistry is competitive in terms of us being hired by dentists, but dentistry is even more competitive in terms of other dentists, right? I mean, there's dentists on every block now. So you've got to really um, know your stuff to start a dental practice. And so I saw a need for that. And I saw that dentists and, and people in healthcare probably need help more than any anybody. Um, and, you know, it is a high cost of service um, and it is local in nature. And those kind of, um, kind of, we checked the box on those. And even though we knew how competitive it was going to be and difficult to sell into that market, uh, we knew long-term that was going to be the, probably the best play for our agency. So that is really interesting
0: how you got into that, right? Because uh, you're right, you know, like a, a doctor goes to medical school, they spend eight years of their life, you know, learning everything about, uh, about, you know, about, attending to a human being, but they get maybe one, maximum two courses in business, right? They don't get anything in accounting. And that's also, you know, part and parcel of why they, you know, why all of those ancillary industries are so big practice management industries, you know, like, you know, in bringing in, uh, you know, temporary help, someone who knows how to do billing, you know, for them, they're really dependent on all of these other ancillary services, because they simply have not had the chance to push forward and learn how to actually run their own business. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a interesting part. You know, that's why I love, you know, talking about digital marketing in particular, because it's like, there are so many ways that you can actually help these people, but you have to make sure that you're coming in with the right plan and that, you know, you have some decent experience in servicing them as well. So that's wonderful. I want to switch gears for a minute on, uh, you know, some of the more in-depth activities, you know, that, that us as digital marketers do in order to service, you know, not only dentists, but, you know, also, you know, like any kind of client where we have to, where we have have to create content right one of the things that we can do of course is hire two or three writers to uh, you know to create the content whether it's writing blog posts or sales copy you know website copy that goes on the thing or even Facebook ads and descriptions right and one of the things that's really interesting about it is that sometimes you can do it rather easily but other times you know you need to be specialized right and one of the things we talked about during you know in the pre-call is how to use AI software to help out you know is sort of to act like a crutch and, uh, you know, in creating this content, let's talk a little bit about your one big tip, which is how using tools like, uh, you know, like Jarvis, like copy.ai, you know, can actually help out an agency and other, you know, basically anyone who needs to create content, what it can do and what it cannot do, you know, for your business. Uh, how does that look to you?
1: Yeah, we use, um, we use this quite a bit. And, but it's not an end all solution. So for instance, we use Jarvis, um, but how we create content using Jarvis is, you know, we have a small team of people that do nothing but write content and it's for dental practices, right? And there's only so many ways you can write about root canals, <laughs> you know? So at some point, no matter how good the writers are, they kind of run out of ideas and they run out of unique ways of, of writing content that's compelling um, for dental practices. So where we use tools like Jarvis and other AI tools for content is at a is at a high level so it helps us a lot in terms of coming up with ideas for content you know we would never plug in you know hey root canals dentist and take 100% of what Jarvis wrote and put it into a blog post that that would never happen right what we will do is put an idea into Jarvis like root canals or you know something unique about our client and let it kick out some ideas of things that we should write about And then we'll take the you know, we'll take maybe they wrote a 300 word blog post or something for us. We may may take some of the guts of that as inspiration and but we will rewrite it and expand um, based on um, our content writers um, education in the field and, and what they know. Um, another great way, you know, and, and just going back to that for a second, you know, everybody gets writer's block. Right. And, you know, think about it in terms of, you know, there's only certain things that you can write about, you know, and then you get really mo- worse writer's block. So Jarvis has been great for us for that idea engine. Um, but also it helps us a lot with, um, like we do paid ads. So like Google ads, Facebook ads, we do ads on Nextdoor, for instance, for our clients and, you know i don't know how old your audience is but you know some may remember classified ads in the newspaper i think they still have them but back then it was like a huge thing and the thing with classified ads is typically you've only got three or four lines you know to write an ad and it you you basically are charged by how many lines you have but there's only like a max of four lines or something so google ads are very similar to that you only get three or four lines of and so many characters to write an ad and jarvis can help with that they can kind of help um uh, you know you can write an ad. It's too long. You put it into Jarvis and then they kind of rewrite it to make it so it's shorter, but it still makes sense if that is, if that's cool. But it's, it's a more of a tool for us to generate ideas, you know, look at things in a different perspective and then our humans um, take that and uh, as inspiration and, and add on to it.
0: You know, what's interesting is that as, as I was doing my research into AI writing tools is that at first it's sort of touted as this uh, you know, this is going to resolve everything, write a thousand word blog post in 10 minutes using this tool. I tried it like uh, like I couldn't get it to write something, you know, like very cohesive. And like you said, you don't use it necessarily as a, you know, as a, you know, as another writer, you use it as an idea engine, right? And if it already know, and what's cool about that is, you know, Jarvis in particular has these templates that it already knows what the character limit is for Facebook descriptions. It already knows what the character limit is for, for Google ads descriptions and it keeps to it, right? So that immediately helps you out instead of writing out all these sentences and then going checking it, like, oh, how many characters is this, right? So, you know, just those little, you know, those little activities of just checking your character limit is, you know, that's a huge time saver because if you have to do that for 10, 20 ads and then pick, you know, five of the best ones, that is really going to, you know, those little time savings are really going to add up. I wanted to ask you also, though, when you are using these tools and you are generating this content, what would you say is the Ratio of like good content that it spits out that you can actually use and content that uh, is just like no this is crap I can't use this you know it it just sounds too robotic like how does that look in your world
1: yeah well we've learned about with Jarvis anyway is that it's kind of the old adage of you know garbage in garbage out you know when you if you've ever used one of these tools typically you it needs some input right so it, it it wants you know all right what's it about what details can you give us is there a website you know it's trying to get information so that it can write its content. And what we found is if you're really shallow and you just use like, you know, a couple word sentences and put it in there, garbage in, garbage out, typically it's it's not going to be great. Um, the more content that you can put into it and um, more thought out content, the better the output will be. However, um, I can't think of one time that we've been able to probably um, use an output completely 100% and it's ready to go. It's more of a, you know, let's check the quality and go from there. Um, But my advice there is, you know, the whole garbage in garbage out, take some time, give it some extra information, it will save you time overall. um, But it's not there yet in terms of replacing a human and writing content. I think there's a chance it'll one day get there probably sooner than later, but it's not ready for that. um, For us anyway.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for that advice. You know, because one of the things that you know, if you go to the University YouTube, and you try to figure out how to use Jarvis, how to use these uh, different tools. There, There is a lot of noise out there that's going to try to convince you otherwise. Right. And I've gone, you know, I've gone down that rabbit hole. I've watched already a couple hours worth of, you know, just Jarvis.ai tutorial videos and I couldn't duplicate it. And it's not something that I would use, you know, necessarily, you know, like lock, stock, and barrel right out of the, uh, you know, right out of the gate. It does require a fair amount of massaging in order to get it right. And, you know, in order to make it good for your business. I really like your idea better of using it as an idea engine as opposed to using it to replace a human being to write great content. So thank you so much for sharing that, uh, Chris. Can you please tell everyone how they can learn more about Kickstart Dental Marketing and how they can reach out to you directly if they, you know, if they have any questions?
1: Yeah, the easiest way is just go to uh, kickstartdental.com. There's a uh, all of our information's there, our podcast is there, all of our blogs. Uh, but also there's a, a place for a free strategy 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 session. So, and I do all of those personally myself. So even if you're not a dentist, um, most of our strategies apply to really any small business. Um, I'd be more than happy to help you out. It's a free session where I just kind of go over, uh, take a look at what you're doing and your website and things like that and give you some tips on what I would do um, if I owned your business in terms of digital strategy. And um, that's probably the best way to reach out to me.
0: Amazing, amazing stuff. Chris, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been really interesting. I love, you know, finally being a talk being able to talk to a human being. You know about this AI software because right. I've been, you know, literally breaking my head trying to figure out like why why am I not getting why Jarvis is really the greatest tool, right? But right. I, I you know, I'm really happy that you were able to break that down. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a great conversation. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to The One Big Tip Podcast. If you're a 6 to 8 figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk.